Welcome to movie night on Sunday Poor. Here, as always, with my cousin Ant. We are kicking back, having an adult beverage, talking about the American holiday classic, Bad Santa. Let's bring Ant and see how he's doing. And what are you drinking, Ant? I have a little uh, bottle of Doors in front of me. Nice. You didn't go with the, with the old granddad? <laughs> I, do have some he- I do have some Heaven Hill upstairs. <laughs> but uh, the Doors was in the basement, so I've been transitioning some bottles to my basement. This one was down here. The Heaven Hill is still upstairs, so uh, it was more laziness than anything. Fair enough. I, yeah, I uh, decided that I wanted to go – I want to get a little festive with these uh, – with these movie nights, these Christmas movie nights that we're doing. So in a pinch, I may have thought about it three minutes ago. I have hot chocolate topped off with a bunch of Kahlua. Oh, okay. Nice. And a, I was going to guess hot chocolate. And a nice Santa mug just to bring it all together. Yeah, well, first show in December, it's only right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Christmas right around the corner. Highly recommend, highly recommend adding Kahlua to all your hot chocolate this, this season. Yeah, Kahlua to anything, really. Anything, uh, coffee, milk, ice, vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Kahlua's a nice touch, you know. It's booze, but it's not really booze. It's flavor, alcohol. Good stuff. 20% alcohol. I don't know. I don't think there's much in it. Is it? It's more, to me, it's always been 20%. 20%. Yeah, it's like the buffer between the milk and the vodka in a white Russian. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Very tasty. I do. I, I like to always keep Kahlua in the house. It's nice to have. There's a nice security blanket. I don't I don't think uh, Willie kept Kahlua in the house. He was, he was all harder stuff. I think it was just all vodka and brown he had in the house. Yeah, he seemed like the type of guy that didn't really have much use for Kahlua. Yeah, Kahlua was like a mixer to him. Yeah, Kahlua would maybe something. Yeah, Kahlua would maybe something that like he'd stumble upon and just if it, he came across it and fell into his lap, he'd have he, it. He's not saying no to it, but he's not going out of his way to make himself a cocktail with it. No, he's not an animal. He's <laughs> no. He, I, I don't. I don't think he doesn't seem, strike me as the cocktail guy. No, <laughs> he doesn't even use a glass half the time. It's just a bottle. Yeah, there's a the one scene where he he makes. It's after he bangs her. He bangs the girl in the uh, hot tub. And he, make, he makes he makes himself a vodka, and he makes her a screwdriver, but it's a very light screwdriver, and that's for her. You know, he doesn't even want for even for the people he's drinking with. He doesn't want them half-assing it. He puts like a splash of, of orange juice in her glass of in her pint glass of vodka. He's a professional. He's a professional, you know. Yeah, he is. He is a professional. Go ahead. No, all you. I was gonna say, um, with you know, this is really the only movie I can think of that really centers around mall Santas. Okay. Right. When and, and I and I always like growing up. I, I remember like the mo around like mall Santas was always kind of like not quite to this extreme, but like they were kind of like drunks, <laughs> degenerates or whatever. And this kind of took it to the extreme. Like, where did that come from? That's a good question. I mean, who is who's only working one month out of the year? I mean, I'm sure they have other jobs of the year, but you figure it's a job that's kind of uh, you pick it up because you have the time and you need the money. 
And it's kind of a full-time job in December because the mall's open all day. So it's like, it's not like you have a nine to five and then afterwards you go play Santa. Yeah. You're not volunteering to do it for fun. It's yeah. You're, you're, you're there all, all December. Right. Weird job. It's a weird job to have. Yeah. What are you doing 11 months out of the year? Like in the, in the Simpsons, like the first Simpsons episode ever is there, is their Christmas special. And And Homer and Barney become mall Santa Clauses, and Barney is—I mean, well, both of them are like the town drunks. Well, and, there you go. Maybe it came from The Simpsons. Yeah, Barney absolutely. Barney and Homer blew it all on 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 the dog track. <laughs> After oh, that, is that how they end up with Santa's little helper? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's right. <laughs> Full circle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's um. I don't know. I don't think that started it though. I don't know when. The no, I just remember always that like reputation of mall Santas, growing up. Sure. Yeah. Even the which mall- is weird because like people wait in line with their kids for hours <laughs> to see them. It's not a professional Santa. Don't ter- don't go too don't stray too far. Don't go to Victoria's Secret <laughs> or Macy's when the kids on the lap. Just <laughs> keep them in eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying uh, to think of. So like- yeah, I mean, he fits. He fit. He checks all the boxes in this. Obviously, Mall Santa, like the opening, just from the opening scene on, drinking in the little. It's not quite a dive bar. It's actually kind of a nicer bar that he's in. Yeah, he kind of stumbled into that bar where there was like some office Christmas parties going on or whatever. Just friends out, kind of getting drunk on. Yeah, uh, like it looks like the co coworker sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you just kind of stumble into what's available at that point. If you're that much of a degenerate and a drunk, and you just get off your uh, your your job, you know, with little kids on your lap for twelve hours, you're gonna go to the the nearest bar. You're not gonna be looking for something, you know, anything's particular. You know, in particular, I'm sure he's going yeah. home in a dive bar. Even the bar that she works at isn't really a dive bar. No, it's a little bit nicer. Yeah. Yeah, and he obviously the 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 opening scene with him puking in the alley. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's great. Brought back memories to our fantasy draft at Poughkeepsie. That yeah. had a nice little, that had a nice little puke alley. It, it did. I think that's like the mark, that's like the mark of a, of a nice classy bar. You got an alley to go chilling. You got to have an alley. If you want to make it as a bar in my book, you got to have an alley. An alley's a nice thing to have. Man. It's class. It should be on the Yelp reviews. It should be, should be. The, the, the dimension should be. To be on there. <laughs> yeah, what you can and can get away or, and can't get away with in the alley. Can yeah, like away. nearest police station to the alley. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How, how, is how there a dumpster you could hide behind? How visible is it from the road? You know, how far back do you have to go? The lighting. Yeah. How how bright? It, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you just do have a Yelp review for alleys, and not even for we the should, we bars. should create an app, bars with alleys. It's going to seem a little bit rapey. Yeah. All right. No rapists allowed on the internet. Right. It's not our app. <laughs> well, we know no rapists listen to our show, so we can do it all within the confines of some. No, this is an anti-rape show. It's very Couldn't bold. Could be more against it. It's very bold, but yes, we are anti-rape. It's, it's uh, important to come out and say that. Taking a stand against rapists. Good for you. Good for us. Right. Right. Hey, Will, Willie got consent every time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, hey, I'm not here. I'm not uh, talking about, uh, uh, what, is, what does Ritter say? I'm, 
Oh, shit. I'm not advocating for celibacy. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the impeachment, uh, <laughs> yeah. the impeachment line. That felt that felt like an improv. He, the Ritter, the Ritter role in this, unfortunately, just kind of stops, right? Like I wish we had more of him, but he's uh, just just him repeating all of Billy Bob's uh, indiscretions and his uncomfortable delivery of it all is worth the price of admission. I mentioned it last week, man. Ritter is incredible in this movie. And it's just, it's him quoting Billy Bob. It's him you know, talking about him banging somebody in the big and tall. And, it, and it's just like, it's just like the uncomfortableness of him is, it's beautiful. His last role, which is not something you would ever, I mean, I only knew Ritter from Three's Company. Yeah. But so this is not something you'd ever imagine him in. But uh, he just absolutely killed it in that role. And it, you talk about losing the guy too early, which we like we did on Monday. You know, here's a guy who this could have put him into a whole new stratosphere of uh, of of gigs that he could have gotten, different kind of gigs. Yeah, he does a great job of playing the straight man in this movie. Yeah, you know, with Billy Bob doing his thing and like Ber- Bernie ba- Bernie Mac just being like under the radar, kind of subtly uh, hilarious in this movie, and like Ritter just playing like the straight guy down the middle. Uh, he plays it great. Yeah, I don't really know Ritter from too much either besides Three Company. I know he had that he had that sitcom, The Eight Simple Rules. I never really watched that. I know he was he was in the middle of that show when he passed away. So I think oh, somebody okay. else – I think the show kept going after he passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. For a couple of years. Right. Um, I know he had a problem child, but I don't know oh, if yeah. I remember ever seeing – I may have seen those when those first came out, but – He was in Sling Blade with Billy Bob, I guess, but – so I, I haven't seen Sling Blade in a long time. Do so I have to call him Billy Bob? I mean, this is getting weird. Billy, I, I can't call a guy Billy Bob constantly. I can't do it for the whole time around we're doing the show. Can't do it. BBT? Is that worse or better? BBT is probably better, yeah. All right, I do BBT. Or just, I don't know. BT, Billy Thornton? <laughs> Bill William Thornton? <laughs> Bill, Bill, BT. Bill Bob Thorne? Um, Stickman Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, first ballot all timer. Yeah, yeah. He, I think I saw he's on wife number six. Wow, which I would never advise. Like I, I don't think it necessarily makes you a stick man if you have all these wives. Yeah, that gotta, just seems like lunacy. You got to stop marrying at some point. Yeah. At some point, like you're faint. I mean, I guess you have the money where like a divorce doesn't even leave a flesh wound. That's but, true. Like, yeah. Why would you even? And you, you, even as famous as you could be, as famous as you are. Like you got to get lawyers involved still, and just there's maybe some kids involved. It's like just don't get married, man. Come on, you're famous. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and I, I guess they probably sign all kinds of prenups and shit, so it doesn't even matter. It's just like breaking up, and you got to pay a lawyer. That's really it through the paperwork. Yeah, oh, he did. I mean, they're pl- they get married to get divorced. True. I mean, in Hollywood, what the hell's the difference? Yeah. Although. Uh, didn't Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn never get married? Is that like the like the secret to their success that they never got married and they stayed together? I thought I had seen recently that they just waited a long time to get married. They were together forever and got married like when they were, had already dated for I don't know how long. I thought they I think they are married though, but I could be wrong about that. 
Uh, I don't know. I always, but, I always remember that being like the Hollywood thing. Like, yeah, that's the secret to their success. Well, I, think, I think you're right, though. I think they have been together for a long time. They just got married much later on. But yeah. I, I, I could be wrong about that. I guess when you're both that rich and both that famous, like, who the hell cares? Yeah. One of the coolest guys, I mean, probably one of the coolest guys in the world. Billy Bob Thornton or Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Just, uh, just, Kurt Russell's pretty cool, yeah. Just right down, yeah, he's one of the cooler... <laughs> Yeah. He's like, you look at him as an old guy. You're like, oh, when, I'm that, when I'm that old, I hope people look at me and think, like, fuck, that guy's cool. How do you get to be that cool? He's a movie star. That's part of it. It's a big part of it. And he's, he's married to Goldie Hawn. Or he's banging Goldie Hawn, no strings attached, even better. <laughs> yeah, excellent. And also, Billy Bob Thornton, another reason, Angelina Jolie in her prime. I mean, that's just, and that's wife number five. That's an incredible pull. I mean, and he and he knew he knew he cut her loose right away, man. Right when as soon as she started like adopting kids from Cambodia, that was it. How much older he than out? How, how much older than her was he? Like twenty years, man. But he's he, she has God, daddy he, issues though, you know, her and Voight. So he just swooped in. He was like a Navy SEAL, man. <laughs> to got that. He, put, he put those fucking goggles <laughs> on, whatever you want to call them, and just I'll give mission you a, accomplished. Give you what you're ailing for. There you go. <laughs> Serious daddy issues. Yeah. Another reason I like him in this role is because he just comes off and he looks, he looks like a drunk. Like I, I don't like when guys fall into these roles and they just don't, they don't sell it for me. They don't look the part. Like he actually looks like the guy, you know what I mean? Like 150 pounds soaking wet. This looks like a guy who hangs out in your average dive bar, just, you know, drinks breakfast, drinks lunch drinks dinner and finishes the night with like a bag of Doritos or something like, yeah, he just looks the part, man. And I, I, and I, you know, that's lost sometimes in these movies. You know what I mean? You got to get a guy who actually looks the part, feels the part, you know, owns it. He plays a drunk to a T, which is the only reason that bad news bears work. The re the remake works because he's great in it. Pre I don't think I ever saw the remake. It's not as good as, the, I mean, it's not as good as the Walter Matthau one, but it is good. It holds, it holds up as a remake. And I'm not, I, you know me, I'm not like huge on remakes, but, do watch the occasional one. That one is good. Um, yeah, he knows how to play a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's what's worse, having daddy issues or having Santa issues? Because that is a weird. I think. <laughs> I mean, she had. I mean, her Santa issues have to stem from daddy issues. How much? How many Santas do you think she fucked before she got the Billy Bob, the BBT William Thornton? How many? I don't. <sighs> I don't know, man, because, I mean, she seems to get pretty attached to him. Like, is this like a, is this like a pattern? Is this like a history? Every Christmas? <laughs> like, is it like, not only like, is she banging random Santas, is she like getting attached to me? Are they, are, does, does she have a long line of like Santas also breaking her heart? Like, this is going to be the Santa this year. That's, it has to be. Was she banging so. what's his face before Billy Bob Thornton? Uh, what's, what's the guy who's getting kicked out at the beginning? <laughs> I can't think of his name. Fucking hacks. Yeah, he's yeah. pissed. He's pissed, man. He's like, I sing Burl Live songs. <laughs> yeah, he's not happy. I know where that guy is. That guy is at home. I don't know, tuning his uh, his singing voice probably. Yeah. Uh, well, she actually, she does explain actually the issues did stem from her father because he was Jewish and she didn't let oh, him yeah. celebrate Christmas. So yeah. see, they do, they go hand in hand. Wow. Yeah. That's right. I didn't forget about the, the Jewish angle there too. 
That's a weird reason to want to fuck a drunk ass Santa Claus. I feel like unless you're like a really hardcore Jew, you got to celebrate Christmas a little bit. Another way, so the first time he bangs her is in a car, and that the guy, the guy from Office Space, and the little kid show up like out of nowhere right when they're done. Mm-hmm. Are they both watching what's going on in the car? That guy never comes back, right? He's, that's <laughs> no, just a, it's a very weird cameo. It's such an yeah. It, it is very odd. I was expecting because I hadn't seen the movie in a while, so I was like, "Where is exactly is this going?" The scene in the bar where he's staring him down, and then the parking lot. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Then it's never he's never really heard from again. The kid, I kind of get it because he's he's like kind of tailing Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get the other guy. I guess he might just be there to bring as a reason to bring the kid and Santa together. It's a weird, really the only reason to do it's it. It's a weird way to get to that point, but all right, we got there. <laughs> Landed the plane, all right. All right, so I, we got to go over who could, like, there's a million names attached to this. I don't know how many were legit, but other than Billy Bob Dorton, there's a, a handful of names that would have made their own great version of this. I, and I still think this was the right choice. I don't see. Oh, you any, got them in front of you. I got a bunch of them. Yeah. All right. So th- these are all. I don't, like I said, I don't know how close or how serious any of these were, but the first one on the list, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I mean, Jack could obviously play just about anything. Uh, I feel like Jack though is a little too charming. Yeah. Like yeah, but he Billy, could, Billy Bob like, scums it up just enough where J- Jack, you, you root for Jack. Not that you don't root for BBT, but, you know, Jack is, I don't know. He's, like, too charismatic. Like, you want, you want this, this guy to be, like, scum of the earth. I'm trying to picture, when I hear these guys, when I think of all these guys, I'm trying to imagine them in the big and tall dressing room. I'm trying to imagine them doing that scene because I buy Billy Bob doing it. Yeah, oh yeah. Jack doing it. I don't. Jack needs like Jack needs like a big room with silk, you know, bed sheets and uh, one of those yeah. awning things on the top of the bed and the Kama Sutra on the bedside table, candles and flower petals and uh, I don't know what else. Okay. Yeah, Jack's a romantic. Yeah. Next guy on the list, Bill Murray. And apparently he had he said he wanted to do it and just never got back in touch with the guys. And they're like, we're moving on. Murray, I could see a little more. Murray, Murray could scum it up a little bit. Is Murray's biggest scumbag role Ernie McCracken? Uh, he's got a few. I mean... Because he's also pretty charismatic, Bill Murray. He is. Jack is... Yeah, Jack's on a different level, though. Yeah, Jack's no, also Jack's like... Jack's like a movie star, too, also. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Bill Murray's movie. He's a pretty big. I mean, oh yeah, because he doesn't really have any redeeming qualities. I was gonna say Groundhog Day is kind of a scumbag, but obviously he comes around like at the yeah. end. Uh, yeah, I, I I would think Kingpin off the top of my head. I'm trying to think because usually he plays a guy you can kind of root for mm-hmm. in his movies. Yeah, probably Big Earn would be the biggest one. I I could see Murray pulling it off though that role definitely. Biggest surprise on the list, Larry David. Wow, that that's. This is oh no, Curb. I guess had already been on the air a couple years. I don't. Larry David would be. I don't know. I just feel like he'd be cracking up the whole time, just 
before he even says a word. The problem with Larry David is like he's too much Larry David in every role he plays. So it wouldn't be this, it would be completely different. Yeah. And I mean, technically, this is, I mean, Curb's only been on the air a couple years by then. He's not quite Larry David yet, but he's still. But even he did that Clear History movie and he was just Larry David with like, uh, I don't know, tie dye shirt or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that was a little bit. What what year was that? I feel like that was like well after Curb had been on the air. But no, I I, I don't really buy uh, Larry. 2013 was Clear History. So it was 10 years after Bad Santa. Yeah, I still I still can't buy Larry David. Yeah, as Santa, De Niro. Nah, De Niro probably. I mean, De Niro could do anything, but yeah, I never. Yeah, saw, I think it's. I think Murray's the closest one so far. I never saw Dirty Grandpa. Or, nah, I never saw it either. Yeah. Gandolfini. Wow, Gandolfini would have been interesting. He's got he's got the he's got the build to be a Santa. Yeah. Which is nice. Yep. Oh, man, I meant to put Gandolfini ahead of Murray. That I think could about, just be. I think about Gandolfini's role in Killing Him Softly. Yeah. That's a complete scumbag, and he would have been incredible, kind of turning the comedic scumbag. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been different, obviously, than uh, what we got, but I think he would have had, he would have had a nice take on on his character for sure. Yeah, I, I, it's possible I put Gandolfini ahead of Murray actually, because Gandolfini would have been great as this. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with you there. And the, la- the last one I think has the same problem as Larry David. It's just too much himself in all the roles, and it's uh, but it obviously would be right in line with what they're looking for here is Dennis Leary. Yeah. Dennis Larry could have did it, but it, it wouldn't be at the same level as like those other guys. Larry Larry plays that role, you know. He's Irish, drunk thing. He's got that going for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he could have pulled it off, but you know. How much? Uh, so, looked into this a little bit. How much do you blame Bad Santa for the? Uh, Incredible popularity of SantaCon. SantaCon was a little oh. bit of a th- was a little bit of a thing before this. I don't really remember. Like when I was in college, it was a thing, but I don't really remember it being a thing that you had to go to. I don't remember it being like this. I don't remember it like being Exodus of students going to the city. I don't remember it being a thing until much much later on, and and after, obviously after this movie came out, I feel like people started like liking to get drunk and dressing up as Santa Claus. I don't even remember the first time I heard about SantaCon. Well, listen, I'll give you a quick little history of SantaCon, okay? All right, perfect, because I, I don't have any history. It's never interested me, and, uh, yeah, I've never really the, looked into it. So the, the history is a little bit cooler than what it actually is, okay? so it started actually, with, I don't even – do you know anybody that does it? No. No, am, it's amateur hour. It's one of the yeah. – it is the dumbest reason – to get to start to drink yourself into an oblivion. I could think of a million better reasons to black out. It's also way it's also like way too organized an event to get drunk. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Apparently it's not very organized from what I've read, but it is quote unquote organized. More organized than I like to be. Yeah. Listen, they told they, they stopped um, all alcoholic consumption on Metro North for twenty four hours 
just because of this fucking thing going on in the city. Really? Uh, what about me, a uh, hardworking uh, blue collar, white collar guy, a <laughs> guy, whatever, and I you know, take the train back home. I can't drink. On, I can't have a I can't have a drink on Friday afternoon because these schmucks are going to be going to the city, you know, in droves the next day. Bullshit. I think I did drink though because uh, you know, I'm not. It's not rule wasn't made for me. That rule was made for dumbest the dumbasses in uh, Santa hats. Yeah, I feel like. So it was the day before you couldn't drink on the train? Well, it was just like 24 hours, and it was like Friday to Saturday. I forget what it was, but it was Friday night was when it started. Maybe it was, maybe it was more than 24 hours, but they said Friday night into Saturday, you couldn't drink on the train. Yeah, I mean, come on. If you're just sitting there like a gentleman having a beer, like, go fuck yourself. I'm I pretty, dare you to tell me. I I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that I, that I got beers to drink on the way home just because there's no way I was going to abide by that rule because that rule had nothing to do with me. Right, yeah, correct. So SantaCon started as, it wasn't SantaCon, but in 1970-something in Copenhagen, they did, all these people dressed up as Santa, and it was all this thing to, like, exploit how Christmas was taken over by capitalism, basically. And it was, like, performance art. And then some folks in, like, San Francisco got... Got, got this idea, and then it was like a bunch of anarchists, and they would dress up as Santas, and they would go around, and they would like crash office Christmas parties and shit like that. Go on like ice skating rinks, I think. I don't know. Like this is like random weird shit. Um, kind of in in the in, with the idea that it was kind of in the, in the protests like they were in Copenhagen. Not protests, but you know, for a cause like in Copenhagen. But then, like, people got wind of it, and this is in the 90s now, and it was, like, you know, people just, more and more people started going, so it just ended up being people getting drunk. And then the first time it was in New York City was in 1998. And then, which I don't know. Yeah, so a lot earlier than I would have guessed. Um, but then, like I said, it didn't blow up until I was working in the city when it blew up, and it was just a weekend that you just avoided going out. You're like, I'm not, I'm not going into the city this weekend. I'm just going to stay home. And let these idiots do what they got to do. And then so is it, just, is it just declared like, okay, December 19th is SantaCon and everyone just hits the city dressed as Santa? Or is it like, all right, we're hitting uh, these 10 bars are part of SantaCon? I think there's a list of bars, yeah. And some bars won't even let you in if you're dressed as a Santa Claus on that day. Nice, I like that. Yeah, just fuck, yeah, fuck these people. If you're well-established enough where you don't need their money... Just turn away Santa's great. Yeah. But I don't I kinda it's Billy Bob kinda made it cool to be a drunk Santa. So these people all these people are living out their own Santa fantasies. Yeah. And I think you know, when we were just going over the list of like all those guys, I think the fact that Billy Bob Thornton is like a stick man, like we were saying, also plays into like the role. Like it's a believable role. And that's why yeah. I think a guy like Gandolfini actually could have done it because of the Tony Soprano character. So, yep. yeah, I'm just thinking. Yep. But still, they, they made the right choice, though. I actually yeah. have it on right now. I actually have it on right now on mute. And uh, the scene with uh, you were talking about with Ritter and Bernie Mac. Yeah. When Ritter's describing every, uh, the, you know, what's going on in the. Uh, Bernie Mac's eating the oranges. Eating the, uh, eating the oranges, yeah. Hard not to get nostalgic watching those two guys because Ritter obviously dies right after this movie, or I think it was yeah. before that even came out. And then Bernie Mac a few years later. 
Yeah, I think uh, it was before it came out because it's dedicated to him, yeah, at the end. Right, it is dedicated yeah. to him, right, because he died right in 03, and this came out, I think, around Christmas time in 03, so I guess he had passed on by then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bernie Mac, another one, just uh, gone, gone too soon. He was part of the, that uh, – Original Kings of Comedy. Called. Original Kings of Comedy. It was him, Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer. I feel, like there's an, I, think there, I feel like there's a fourth. Yeah, I don't remember exactly who. Yeah. He was, he, I mean, to me, he was the funniest one of those guys. He's hysterical. Those, there's, there's a couple of scenes. One where he nabs the kid for uh, shoplifting. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then where he gets in the shouting match with uh, the elf. And they're just, like, yelling at each other back and forth. And the elf is giving it to him. Like, the looks on his faces plus his comebacks. It's, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's he it is he is a uh, he's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. Yeah. Half. Did you, did, <laughs> did you, ever, you ever watched? It, he had his own show. Was it was it, was it the Bernie Mac show? And he would like talk to the camera and stuff at the end, like his family and stuff. Oh, I he talk to the camera. That. That's right. Yeah. That was, really, that was a really good show. I think I watched. Yeah. I think I watched them all. Yeah. Was it was like one. on Fox, right? It was a sitcom. I, I think so. Yeah, I think it was Fox. He used to talk to the camera. I had forgotten all about that show. Yeah. Yeah, I go way back with Bernie Mac. Yeah. Which probably would have been the name of his podcast had he been around today. Way back. Way with back Bernie with Mac. Bernie Mac? Yeah. What else was he in, Bernie Mac? I'm trying to think. I remember some of his stand-up. Was he in uh, the new Oceans movies? One oh, he them? was. He was in Oceans 11. Just the one of them? Oh, yeah. Ocean. He was in Ocean. Oh, yeah, he was in all of them. Good. I only saw the first ocean, so that's why I forgot. Yeah, wow, Bernie Mac show was 104 episodes. Yeah, it was a good one. Wow. The third ocean's is good. Ocean's 12, not pe- people will t- tell you it's good, but it's not. And the third one is good. Al- Al's in the third one. That's the best one. Uh, I don't know if it's better than the first one. They're all this. I mean, the one and two are or one and three are basically the same, right? I don't know. It's all just a high school. Uh, I, I only saw the first one, so I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. The third one's worth a shot. Yeah, good to know. Make yeah. a mental note. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about this movie, in the in like the uh, first, I guess half of it, is when he's getting to know the kid, and he just, like the kid says the dumbest shit sometimes. Yeah, and it just goes like all around his head. Like so, when they're playing checkers, and the kid just can't decide where to go. And he's like, Jesus Christ, kid, just move. And he triple jumps him to get to he's like king me. And he, he flips the he flips the board over. He's going nuts. And he's like, Jesus Christ, are you fucking with me? And a couple yeah. of times, a couple of times he asked him if he's fucking with him, which is great because it's something like he says shit that you think somebody fucking with you would be doing. Yeah. And 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 I just I love I love that whole angle in the beginning of uh of the movie. The, the kid the only other kid I saw that might have played this role is uh, Angus, whatever from Two and a Half Men. That guy was supposed to play it. Oh, oh the kid from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, I think this kid, this kid did a good job. So. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the heart. He's the heart of the movie, right? I mean, if there's any. The heart and soul yeah. of the movie. Yes. Well I mean, said. Saves Billy Bob's life. Saves Willie's life, essentially. He does save Willie's life, yes. By, by giving him a reason to live, which is to beat up some some kids. <laughs> right. right. Um, 
But yeah, it does take a dark turn there. He turns to suicide pretty quickly for a guy who's got nothing going for him for seems like for the better part of his life to turn to suicide kind of out of nowhere. Uh, he tries dark, to off himself. Turn. Didn't he try and off himself in at the kid's house? In the garage, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's really <laughs> dark. Just <laughs> the kid finds Santa Claus <laughs> dead in the garage. <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest laughs I, I like I'd forgotten all about is the end is when he gets shot, and like the neighbors see Santa getting shot. <laughs> next oh door yeah, it's great Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, yeah, when uh, when the I, I was watching um, clips on YouTube before. Mm-hmm. when I, I watched, I actually watched this last week when we were talking about getting uh, ready for it. Yeah, and I, I had it on DVR, all pumped up, ready, ready to roll. Yeah, I didn't realize Paramount edits their movies. Oh, they edit, okay, like yeah, TV yeah. fourteen or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went. I had to go back on YouTube and watch most of the like the good scenes. <laughs> and when he, I don't know why this cracks me up so much, man. But when he shows up with his underwear pulled up, yeah, yep, with getting the wedgie, <laughs> and he and you know and Willie tell tells him, you know, uh, you know, I got my ass kicked by four kids, and I went home, and yeah, you know, and he's like, you know what my father did? He's like, he beat the shit out of me. It's like, and you know why? And the kid goes, because you peed all over mommy's plates. He just looks at him and goes, what the fuck? Like, I had a fucking pause it, man. So I was just howling, man. I was fucking cracking. Pretty... What the fuck? It's random. <laughs> but yeah, no, the kid, does, the kid does a good job of just like staying true to like his True to the role, man. He's just like a weird kid asking a million questions. Like exactly, well, immature for his age, however old he is. But, you know, like exactly what you'd expect, like, a, uh, you know, seven or eight-year-old to kind of, the questions you'd expect him to ask is just Santa, Santa just showed up and kind of <laughs> started staying at his house. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Yeah. Um, did you notice a couple uh, cameos in this movie early on? Uh, well, let's see. The, the neighbor that asks him to sign or to light the candles is, uh, you know, relatively famous. He's from old school and uh, he's in a few things. You know, the neighbor I'm talking they, they, he has, they ask him to light the candles in front of the house. Oh, Matt Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Um, Alex Bornstein at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yep. Lois Griffin. Yep. And, uh, uh, Billy Gardell is a security, cop, security guard. <laughs> pre pre Mike and Molly, he's a stand up comic. Yeah, and but Brian, it, I like how Brian get, Callen. Where's he? He's the bartender down. Oh in, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Who's obviously been in old school, The Hangover, in those movies. Billy, Billy Gardell, they just they need a guy with a Midwest accent. They send him. Yeah, yeah, just put on a cop's uniform and. Plus, Santa's chops for a second, and you're all good for the day. Yeah, that's literally what he's billed as, his Milwaukee security guard. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. even a name. <laughs> uh, and, I, and obviously, I, which I didn't realize, Octavia Spencer is in – she's actually in the sequel, too, which I don't – I was looking at the sequel. I don't think I ever watched it, Bad Santa 2. Yeah, I don't know if I just saw the previews or what. I don't know if I ever saw it. I was trying – I was debating in my head um, – but Octavia Spencer is actually in the sequel too. 
Yeah, so. Xavier, Xavier Spencer's the one who's like, man, last time, last time you said that, Willie, I couldn't walk straight for a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and obviously we have to shout out, obviously, Cloris Leachman. We haven't mentioned the grandmother yet. And she's, yeah. I mean, she's been around forever. Yeah, uh, small role, just always asking for sandwiches, always asking to make sandwiches. That's pretty much it. Doesn't do much. Doesn't do much. I forgot how little she did in it, but she's a legend, Cloris Leachman. Well, I mean, she doesn't really have a, a, a huge grasp on what's going on in the house, which, which right. allows Willie to kind of run rough shop and just, uh, you know, bang Mrs. Uh, was, what's the kid call her? Mrs. Santa's sister. Yeah. yeah. Up and down the house. And uh, she's actually still alive, Cloris Leachman. Did not realize that. How old is she? I was debating it. Uh, 94. Good. Nice. Keep going, Cloris. Five children. Nice job, Cloris. Uh, I, I gotta look at her filmography because. Can you imagine if this bartender would be the bartender that he's banging was around for SantaCon? Sorry to go back to back to, two like two items ago, but that's yeah, just crossed my mind. She'd be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she'd be requesting to work at all those bars in the city, you know. Yes, yes, she would be. This is shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> uh, where was? Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? I don't know. Oh, the whole scam. Let me ask you this. We're going to get the technical aspects of this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. The, the whole scam they're running, outside of cracking the safe, why does Billy Bob Thornton need to be there all the time? Why does he need to be the Santa? Just because he works in tandem with the elf? Why can't the elf get a job on his own as an elf? Like, it's not, he doesn't really run interference. All he, all he does is bring heat on him. When, when he's there. Why do they even need him there working all, all the time? Just tell him to come. Because he's the safe guy, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, he needs to get in. Just tell him to meet you there on Christmas Eve. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. It's just a partnership. You know, it's a duo. It's fair. They started off, I don't know. It's a good question, I guess. It's just, what, it's just the way they roll. Maybe because like they kind of case the place for the whole month, so they want to know like where everything is. Yeah. Surround. You got to know your I surroundings. I could see that. Two, uh, you know, four eyes are better than two. That sort of thing. Yeah. Not for nothing though, and I guess I thought about this at the beginning of the movie, and then it it got answered a little a little bit. We got a few holes poked in it, like halfway through. Mm-hmm. Well, like, obviously, Bernie Mac does his research on these guys and yeah. finds out. Yep. And I was thinking at the, be- at the beginning when they talk about how they've done it seven years in a row, mm-hmm. it's like nobody caught on to, like, do a little <laughs> bit of a background. Like, that's a good question, though. Like, what kind of a background check do you do on a mall Santa? Do you just be like, all right, he's not a sex offender, you're hired? That's probably it, yeah. So I guess you could get away with stuff like this. As long as you're not, you don't have a history of, like, touching kids – if you're, drill, if you're drilling safes and not miners, you're okay in our book. Yeah, it's like he shows up for work drunk, you know, three days a week, but he's really nice to the kids. He's not handsy. <laughs> he wasn't. Which he was right. He wasn't nice to the kids. So, well, this, yeah, it was, a low, it was a low bar. I don't know. It was just a <laughs> low bar. Who's the worst Santa? Uh, Willie or, or um, Bobby Bacala? Oh, Bacala's a terrible Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a good Santa. 
to quote Paulie Walnuts, in the end, fuck Santa Claus. Yeah, ho fucking ho. <laughs> no. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess Bernie's the only the only guy who uh, did a background check of these guys of the of the seven years or eight, whatever it was. That's they a were lot pulling of, the, pulling off these heists. That's a lot of cheese they're making, man. Seven years, they made a hundred and they was at one hundred and eleven thousand the first year that we're with them. So they're making fifty. I mean, I guess for a year, like fifty grand for a year isn't much, but yeah. I mean, if you're just going out to Miami to drink and not really doing anything else, you're probably all right. <laughs> all, you, all you need to do is save up for a plane ticket to Phoenix the next year. Yeah, I mean they got a lot. They got a lot of cash in there. You think nowadays these malls probably not a whole lot of cash, right? In the safes, it's just all plastic. Yeah, man. Now forget it. But yeah, how do you? I don't even know how you rob a. I mean, you can still make out with some swag, but. Lufa, yeah, Lufa. That's what uh, Marcus's wife yeah, wants her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But one of the one of the great just s- summing up everything at the end. There, Marcus holds up Willie. Booze, yeah. booze, bullshit, and butt fucking. Three B's. <laughs> Three B's, baby. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it, it was it was a surprise, man, because I saw this movie in the theaters when it came out. I remember loving it when it came out. I had not – it wasn't one that I had rewatched a bunch, though, and I was rolling on my ass laughing rewatching it. it was, I was so happy you picked this movie. Yeah. It was so much funnier than I than – I, I mean, it was as funny as I remember, but even, like, funnier than I remember, if that makes any sense. And I, I got it, – is it – in the conversation, I'm not going to go on a list here, but is it in the conversation for one of the better comedies of the of the last 20 years? It's an interesting question. Um, I was thinking about that because it doesn't really get talked about as much as, say, uh, old school, which is kind of like the gold standard for recent comedies, you know, Wedding Crashers, Superbad, movies like that. I think maybe because it's considered more of a Christmas movie, Okay. And I also think I also think like Christmas Vacation kind of has that corner as uh-huh. uh like all time. And also I think Christmas Vacation is more family friendly so you could kind of put that on in any social setting. Yes. Whereas this movie you have to I mean you have to choose wisely when you're going to put this on. You got to kind of have all adults in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I would think maybe because like even even like Christmas Vacation, that doesn't really get talked about as all time comedy. It's just like all time Christmas movie. That's I think yeah, it gets thrown. Right. I think it gets labeled as that, so it's not you know, it's just kind of thrown into the bag of Christmas movies and not all time comedies. Okay, it is funny though. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It is. It's it's every minute is something funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great cast too. You have a lot of like heavy hitter, like funny. Guys, obviously, obviously Billy Bob Thornton doing his thing. And you have Bernie Mac, who's just a professional comedian, and Ritter, who's been around forever. So it's just like you're getting hit from all angles. You know, it's great. Let's see. Uh, Rolling Stone did the top fifty. Top fifty comedies. Comedies or? of the of the twenty first century. Yeah. Let's see. If I, I mean, you would think it's in the top fifty. I was going to say top twenty. Bad Santa, 35. Wow, 35, okay. 
Yeah. There's definitely some movies ahead of it that aren't as funny. Top five. Let's give you these quick. Idiocracy five. Step Brothers. Step Brothers four. Bridesmaids three. In the Loop two. And Best in Show one. I've seen one of those movies. And you know who's in the loop is Gandolfini. Is he? Yeah. And more of the uh, Step Brothers is great. More of the other ones? Bridesmaids, uh, I never saw. I know that's good, though. Bridesmaids, Best in Show, In the Loop, and Idiocracy. Oh, okay. I never even heard of Idiocracy. That is Luke Wilson. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. People have been saying for four years they were living in Idiocracy. So I don't know. How about where's like old school and super bad? Uh, let's see. Four year old virgin is nine. Anchorman is 12. Wow. Uh, Tough list. Epic Thunder, 18. Ball Rats up there. Uh, let's see. I got to just do a search here. Old school. No love for old school. Where the hell is it? Wedding Crashers. Super bad. No, I, I whiffed on all the top ones. I don't know what's going on here. I'm stuck on this page. Oh, it does show that Willie has a has a heart when he after he destroys the advent calendar, he does throw it back together with some uh was to a candy corn in one and an Advil in the other one. Yeah, he softens up a little bit. <laughs> he softens up a little bit on the kid when he was when he first goes into the house, he's wearing uh he's wearing a mask like he's gonna rob the joint crowbar and a mask he goes in hot yeah old school's not on this uh oh well that list just lost a lot of credibility but did old school not come out did it come out in 2000 maybe they're not included no nah, old school is 03 oh shit how's that on the yeah somebody Replied wedding crashes, old school hangover. So, oh, hangover now. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, I guess those three got snubbed. Yeah. All right. Some serious well, snubs. Bad Santa 35, though. Well, all right. The movie we're talking about at least made the list. It would have been an all time shame if, uh, <laughs> if Bad Santa wasn't on there. But, all right, we'll take it. We'll take 35. Absolutely. Yeah, how many? Uh, that's a good question. Like, how many Christmas, real, real, like good Christmas comedies there are? Jeez, because there's a lot uh, of cheesy ones. Like, yeah. as much as I like Vince, you know that that uh, Four Christmases one with him and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, like, I watch great. it just for Vince, but not great. And Favreau, yeah, not great. Yeah, a lot of, and a lot of them have like the feel good ending where i feel like i guess bad santa kind of does too and christmas vacation does too but it's like it's a little bit different you know it's a little it's a little more comedy a little less cheesy like we learned a lot you know we're all richer for the experience at the end um yeah just looking over like the grinch does that count with jim carrey nah the grinch is the 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 cartoon is the is the Grinch. Like I don't even take the movie seriously. Home Alone, Christmas oh Christmas Story obviously. Elf uh, okay Christmas Elf, Story is Elf, a comedy. Elf is Elf is pretty funny. Yeah, I'm not a huge on Elf. Elf fun. Elf's funny. 
Um, um, yeah, Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone. I, I miss. I forgot about that one. Okay, Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone's a good one. Uh, yeah, the Santa. The Santa Claus was a big one when I was a kid. Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah, I remember having that on VHS. I remember like watching it as a kid. I don't think I've ever watched it since though. Yeah, I guess that's a comedy, but that's another one that's like che- a little cheesy. It's like I mean, it's a kids' movie. Like I'm, t- yeah, I, I feel like the like, Christmas Vacation and Bad Santa are f- more geared towards adults. Whereas ever, Christmas, Christmas Vacation, I guess you could have like kids watch it, kind of. Did you ever see a very Harold and Kumar Christmas? No, is that the second one or third one? It's the third one, right? Oh, I, I think I've only seen the first one. What's the second one? Guantanamo Bay, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. I remember seeing, like, Jingle All the Way as a kid. It's Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, other than that, though, there's not that many, like, really good, to me, at least by my standards, like, really classic. I mean, there's, there are Christmas comedies, but, like, it's a short list of, like, true classics. It is. Yeah, we know we know the we know the best ones, you know. And, what, and once in a while, you'll get one. Right? Maybe once every twenty years, you'll get a new one. And as we go with Bad Santa, I don't know. Maybe we're due for one though. Like, we are due for one, actually. That's a good point. We're due you, for one. You ever see the movie The Night Before with Seth Rogen? Yeah, it's not bad. I wouldn't call it a classic, but yeah. um, it's good. I, I I watched it once, and that was it. It was funny. All right, so we're due. We're due for a classic. Yeah, let's go. Somebody crank out a classic Christmas comedy. Well, well what's the next great Christmas comedy? What's it so what's be? like the plot? Yeah, what's the next great what's the next great one? What's like the right, so uh, can't do Mall Santa. Unfortunately, that's taken. <laughs> yes, that's that's taken. The Grinch, you can't be stealing everything. Homo you can't have a kid home alone. Cannot have a kid home alone. You can't have your in laws come to stay at your house. Here's a okay, question number one for you. Is it a world where, uh, where Santa is real? Or is it a world where, you know, we're not dealing with fantasy? Well, if you're not <laughs> dealing, if you, if you take out the complete fantasy, then you're making it for, you're gearing it more towards adults or at least towards kids like 12 and up. Okay. Do you, oh, by the way, you ever see Fred Claus? That's another yeah, it's okay. Vince one, Vincent Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's got his moments, yeah. <laughs> so, what's the plot of this Christmas movie? So, we're gonna try and keep we're gonna try and keep the uh, the mystery of Santa alive. Okay. A little bit, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, any crime elements to it? I think I we gotta know. make some. I think we gotta try and put some crime something. You got to give it a little bit of an edge. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. Well, that's, that's, yeah. See, I want to give it a crime element. I want to throw some drugs in there. But at that point, if you're going to go all the way, you may as well just make Santa fake. Is there a Christmas movie that you could think of that doesn't take place in someplace cold? Except I go on this one, I guess, takes place in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Besides yeah. this one that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. well, usually yeah. take, usually it's somewhere where there's snow and shit. Well, yeah. How about how about uh, Santa? Ah, that's kind of a rip off on Point Break. I was gonna say Santa's like rob a bank or something. Oh, 
I like that. A little crime element. Some, something where, like, SantaCon turns into – it's SantaCon. Yeah, so it's e- everyone's dressed as Santa, right? Yeah. So it's easier to get away with you. You're going to be more trusting towards Santas. There it is. It's you have to. This is the end of SantaCon, as we know. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the movie that ends SantaCon. All right. Oh, so there you go. So so the movie takes place in SantaCon. So we can highlight these fucking morons for being the morons they are. And then yes. I don't know. I guess the hero is the guy who who fucks it all up. <laughs> there's like there's got to be four of them, and like three of them end up dead, and the other one ends up. In the cuffs, but we'll kind of, we have to kind of like make it funny too. Yes. All right. So we got a we got a basic idea here. We're on to something. It's a jumping off point. We're just brainstorming. We're on, you know, we're on no judgment here. Yeah. We need time to write it anyway because we keep, we'll be able to film it for another eighteen months anyway. So. <laughs> right. All right. I like All right. it. All right. Perfect. So so some sort of crime type movie. Think like Reservoir Dogs meets SantaCon. Wow. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and and the real Santa comes to save the day. <laughs> yeah, we don't, actually I don't even think we need a real. We don't even need real or fake Santa. It's just it's SantaCon. I people like getting, we, I mean, oh, you know what we need to do? We need to have some like innocent bystander SantaCon people die to really scare people off. But it's their own a couple but of stray their, bullets. But it's their own fault though, because they're being stupid amateur drunks. And you're uh, I don't know mm-hmm. they're, they're peeing on like. Uh, what's something yeah, else? and their last drink is a Jaeger bomb. Yes, and they're taking and they're taking a whiz on the Rockefeller tree. Yeah, disrespecting get, the tree, and they get lit up. Yeah, right, right. Yep. Nobody fucks with a tree in my town. Bang. <laughs> Nobody disrespects the tree. Think my four. Let's see, Dream Santas. I got one Dream Santa for this movie, and Steve Buscemi. That's one. I was guy. thinking Buscemi too, because Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, he's the one guy. That I need to have wearing a Santa suit in this movie. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Let's see. He's like the it. veteran of the bunch. Yeah. Yep. Kurt Russell already plays a Santa Claus, although although he'd be a great Santa. He is a great Santa. Too much of like an action star, too. I don't I don't know if we need action stars, as we'd need like almost people like kind of like the Billy Bob Thornton who are he's like, got he's got the chops for it. He's not. I don't want Russell? him. Here. Yeah, he's he's already playing Santa though in another movie, so I don't. Even, we don't need to have another. Yeah, Santa. yeah, right. He did the Netflix movie or something. Yeah, and he's and he's really good at Santa in that, in that movie. He's the only reason. Well, no, there's two reasons to watch it. The other reason is Stephen Van Zant makes an appearance in the first one at least. Oh, does he? Okay, just out, just out of nowhere. It's great. <laughs> I had no idea it was coming. It was phenomenal. Uh, but it's been it's been out for two years, so I guess it's not really a spoiler. <laughs> you right. Watch it by now. Uh, all right, so it's, it's Buscemi, and you need like another like gritty kind of, hmm. like a you know? grinder. Uh, you know, I want an older guy too, like an older down and down and out type of guy, even older than Buscemi. I guess he's pretty old now. Uh, what about like a John Turturro? Oh, I love it! I love Turturro and Buscemi one and two. There, that'd be fun. That'd be great. I mean, Turturro is one of the best actors, underrated actors we've ever had. Yeah, it's terrible. And like we're going this way, I'm gonna you get you get me to want uh, Ed Norton there. There's Norton. Ed Norton, you could talk me into Ed Norton. Oh, yeah, Norton be like the kind of scumbag. Yeah, he's perfect. I mean, rounder. He's 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 made to play a sleazeball, Ed Norton. 
He's a sleazeball. He's he's like the guy who's gonna fuck everybody else over. He's the wild card, loose cannon that you kind of keep your eye on. Like, can we trust this guy? Yeah, but he's good at what he does, so you gotta <laughs> keep him around. But he turns everybody at the end. He's the guy who turns everybody. Okay. He they, they definitely they definitely shouldn't have trusted him. But then we need like one heavy set guy that's like Santa. That looks like Santa. Need the heavy set. Santa guy, veteran, heavy set, Brian Dennehy type. He's got to have the Brian. Brian Dennehy Cox. Built. Brian Cox. Is he too old? You think? Or no, no? You need, I need the old guy. I need the old guy in there. You need the old guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Brian Cox, we said he elevates every movie. So right yeah. there, I think we have a hit as long as we get Brian Cox. Cox, Buscemi, Turturro, Norton. Although I want Turturro. I don't know. I feel like him and Buscemi now are kind of too similar to be in this crew together. Do you need like a younger guy? Oh, I see. I, I, can, I couldn't even get I, who like Bradley Cooper. I don't know. Like younger? Is he even that, much? Too younger? much of a movie star, Bradley okay. Cooper. I need some. I need some ruggedness. Yeah. <laughs> be, people uh, will be rooting. I mean, we'll get we'll get the females in the theaters if we attach Bradley Cooper, but right, be yeah. rooting too hard. For Bradley, okay. I don't want. I don't want these guys necessarily rooted for too hard. Maybe Totoro could be the cop. Totoro, Totoro could play a cop. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, we had we had a good starting point. We got a good four. We got a good four. I, you know, in our uh, starring roles. That's the next. That's the next hit. It's a Santa Con. That's what's well, probably the name of the movie. Is the Santa Con. What about like a guy like Peter Berg. Peter Berg. Um, <laughs> I like. I like. Yeah, I like Peter Berg. He's probably going to direct the movie, though. He'll be the director. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll have him be director. All right. <laughs> what if we get like Leota? Oh yeah, I, I, Ray Leota is anything that I write. He's welcome to be in. Believe me. Leota could be the older guy if we don't get Brian Cox in time. Yeah, Leota is perfect for any role. If not, we'll find something for him. <laughs> yeah, perfect. He could right, be. So we got, yeah, it's a good. It's a good cast. All right, so they get mixed up in some shit. Well, so there it is. It's like Ocean's Eleven with SantaCon. Yeah, and that's the, the name of the movie is the SantaCon. The like, SantaCon. Yeah. Fucking a. Let's do there it. It is. All right, All we right. got. We got an idea. All right. All right, week 12 is finally over. It ended yesterday with some Wednesday afternoon football. So here we are, week 13, staring us in the face. Let's get right back into it. Uh, I defer to you, I believe. I went yeah. two and one last week, I believe. That Atlanta switch killed me, man. Yep. <laughs> the Atlanta switch burned you. We could have been our first joint. Yep. I thought it was a good move. To seem, seem like the right thing to do. I was hot on Atlanta too, but I can make a case for Vegas, and then Vegas absolutely, absolutely shit the bed. And uh, leads us to week 13, which is, is it just me? Eh, but is this a fucking impossible week? A really hard week. All right, let's get into it. I hope, I hope we didn't pick anything similar uh, because 
I just uh, I don't. Ha- I only have three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have four. I have three written down with a fourth alternate, and that's that's it. Okay. Uh, listen, Jacksonville's a one one win team. How much success is Mike Lennon gonna gonna be having? James Robinson has been a monster for fantasy teams all across the country. They're going up against Minnesota here. This is middle of the pack D. They don't win big. Jacksonville always seems to be in these games, even though they're you know they lose a bunch. They only have a few games that they've lost by ten or more. Uh, I just it's, Minnesota. I don't know. They're they're not a, they're not a great team. They had a nice week last week, so I'm kind of looking for the regression this week. They're favored by ten and a half at home, Jacksonville. Uh, I just feel like they're a gritty enough team to kind of stick in it. Ten and a half seems like too much for me. I'm going with Jacksonville on the road for my first game, man. Ten and a half, Jacksonville. Yep. Yeah, I don't mind that pick. I like Jacksonville. I don't know if I like them enough to. I didn't make my final three, but you can't trust Kirk Cousins, so. Yes, you cannot. All right, pick number one. I tried. I tried. I didn't have a lot of time to analyze spreads this week. Uh, I didn't like even what I saw when I kind of skimmed them. So my strategy was to kind of try and stick with good teams. So let's get right into it. Pick number one. Uh, we'll start with the at one o'clock. I'm going with the Saints land three in Atlanta. Um, you can kind of throw out the window what the Saints did last week. They played a uh, you know, practice squad quarterback, whatever his name is, Hinton. So you can't really take too much out of that. But I feel like you could kind of throw what the Falcons did out the window too because they're the Falcons. So, you know, they beat, they, they beat the shit out of uh, Vegas, put it all together for a week. You know, this is the week where they kind of come back down to earth. I think you're getting the Saints at a little bit of value. I mean, we're talking about the team that right now is the number one seed in the NFC playing the Falcons, and they're only laying three. Home field shouldn't be an issue. It's inside. It's in Atlanta. I don't know if there's fans. I, Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm taking the Saints. I'm laying the points. Uh, I think eventually, you know, it, it will – Taysom Hill will be tested. I just don't think it's going to be this week. I think, you know – it's a short. It's a short enough number where uh, I like it. I, I think you're getting the Saints at some value here because of what the Falcons did last week. So Saints minus three, pick number one. All right. I like. I like what you're thinking there. Just go with the good team that you think you can trust. That's my game two. I'm. I want to right my wrong here for my over unders. Uh, I picked against Tennessee, in the over unders made me look real bad. They got. They have Cleveland this weekend. Cleveland has, doesn't have a quality win since week five against the Colts. Uh, and they they have a, they they have a habit of just beating up on the bad teams, which is great. You got to do that. That's how you you know that's that's how you get to the playoffs by beating the teams you're supposed to beat. Of course, uh, I just don't see them competing with a good team. And when they lose games, Cleveland when they lose those games get out of hand. They get smoked. They they lose games by I think the, their lowest point total in the loss is ten, and the other two games that they lost was by thirty. Uh, I just. You know, I, I don't trust Cleveland. We've been waiting for Cleveland to fall off a cliff here. I think maybe they're a little bit better, a little more uh, consistent than we're giving them credit for. However, give me a team like Tennessee, and they're and they're going to be uh, they're going to be tested a lot more than they're than they're willing to handle. So give me Tennessee minus six against Cleveland. Tennessee minus six. They were my alternate pick. 
Okay. All right. Tennessee minus six. Yeah. It was a it was a mix between a pro Titans and anti Browns pick. Yes. Brable's got a little something going there. So all right, pick number two. Four o'clock. So a game will be on in a little bit of the prime time spot. I think Nance will be there. Romo, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but we talk about the Patriots this year, how they've been zigging and zagging and how they're just a normal team. Yep. One week they show up, the next week they don't. And, you know, this would tell you that this may be a spot where maybe they don't show up. Maybe the Chargers, you know, pick them off. Cam's playing like shit. The only thing here is Belichick is coaching one team and Anthony Lynn is coaching the other team. And I can't not see that in my head. I don't know what Belichick is against rookie quarterbacks, but it has to be good. Just look at the way, you know, his last two wins against Lamar and Kyler, two young up-and-coming quarterbacks, kind of came up with a little bit of plan, a little bit of a defensive plan, held both of those guys to 17 points. I just, I know it's a short number, and the Patriots definitely feel like a sucker bet here. But, again, I'm trying not to overthink this week because I did limited research. I'm just looking at it on paper. I see New England's minus one against the Chargers. They have a little bit of life now after last week, beating the Cardinals, you know, and then beating the Ravens uh, from a couple weeks ago. Listen, if they lose, fuck them. Good. Get rid of them. You know, the season's probably over. But they are still kind of hanging around. They're five and six. They have potential to run the table, even though I don't think they will. They, you know, they play the Rams still, Dolphins, the Bills. They have, you know, they have some tough games on their schedule. Uh, but I think against the, char- against the charge in this spot, I just can't. I can't see Anthony Lynn beating Belichick. Belichick against the rookie quarterback. I'm going Patriots minus one. Not overthinking it. <laughs> I had that noted. I wasn't going to pick that game, but I had that noted, uh, the coaching discrepancy there. <laughs> For sure. I feel like I've had a good read. Of, of all my losses this year, I actually think I've had a good read on the Patriots this year because I've, I've picked them a couple times, and I've picked against them once against the Texans. So I actually think that's one team I've had a good read on. This does seem like a spot where they would maybe lay an egg. It's just – I think it's going to be a game, like, in the fourth quarter. It's hanging in the balance. It may it, – it could be a spot where even, like, the Chargers look like they're going to win. I just feel like they're – they just – the Chargers always find a way to fuck it up. And I'm – that's what I'm banking on. Yeah. I hope – I listen, I hope that – I hope I'm wrong about it. I just feel like Patriots will make an extra play and the Chargers – win will fuck up the clock. Yeah. Something will happen. Something stupid. Something stupid. And he's gonna look across the he's gonna look across the sidelines and see Belichick there and he's gonna fucking shit himself. Yeah. And uh, he's not gonna be able to live up to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. In, Indy goes into Houston, three and a half point favorites. I thought about this game. That three and a half makes you wanna pick Houston. You wanna stick with Deshaun. You wanna see them close the gap in this division. You wanna see them make a little bit of a run here, make it interesting. My heart wants Deshaun to be there towards the end of the season. When my heart gets involved, I'm in trouble, though. So I'm going to pick against my heart. I like Indy going in here. They're a better team than Houston. Uh, you, can't, you can't make these picks with your feelings. The world don't run in your fucking feelings. What wise men once said, or wise woman once said, I forget who said that. Somebody very wise said that before. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just kind of – I feel like that half, I feel like that three and a half – is going to make a lot of people – I don't know what the public is betting on this game yet, at, but I feel like it's going to lean uh, towards Houston because they're home dog, because they like Deshaun. 
You know, Fuller's gone. I don't know how much of a difference that makes. I feel like he's got a few good weapons down there. I just think Indy is the better team. Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to be that close. To be honest with you, I think their their defense will hold up. I think Philip Rivers has been better than anybody could have hoped, and they 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 they've got a good squad. T. Y. Hilton is finally healthy. Uh, I just think they go in there they handle their business uh, with no problem on Sunday. Give me Indy three. Uh, giving three and a half against Houston. Yeah, to, to me, that's a stay away. I, I lean – may, the line makes me want to take Houston, like you said, but I feel like it could be a bounce-back spot for the Colts. I don't know which way – on odd checker it says the money's on the Colts, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, to me, that's a stay away. But uh, how, much, how much is it going towards the Colts? Is it like it right says down 63%. The oh, wow. Okay. Right. But that's who knows. Uh, a couple honorable mentions. I Miss mean, the anti Lions pick, but I feel like the Bears will, should beat the Lions. I don't. To me, that's another stay away. It's just like the Lions are just a dead team walking. The Bears can. The Bears should be able to win that game just on defense, but it's a stay away. Yeah, I don't. Want, um, I don't want to pick that game. I don't want to watch that game. I don't want to look at that game. I don't want to see highlights of that game. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a stay away. Yeah. Stay away. Um, the Jets are getting nine. I, I do lean a little bit towards the Jets. The only reason I couldn't pull the trigger on them, other than the fact that the Jets is, <laughs> I feel like the you're getting the Raiders at an all time low value because they just got their doors blown off by Atlanta. Yeah, I think if they if Vegas was coming off their game against the Chiefs, this would probably be double digits. I just feel like the I, the Vegas defense is so bad. I actually think. I actually think the Jets' offense is going to play well and, you know, dare I say, score a couple touchdowns. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think that game is going to be a little bit closer than we than the number, uh, than the nine. But, again, I wish I was getting – I wish it was double digits. I just feel like nine could is a little bit low. Um, What's the Jets' money line on that? Um, I don't have that in front of me. I would guess – I'd say they got to be like plus three change. Nice. All right. It's one of their last chances to win a game. Vegas and the Browns might be the last two. After that, it's Seattle, the Rams. Um, and then one more, one more game that was on the honorable mention. I want to take the Cardinals getting three against the Rams, but a rule I have is you just can't chase teams. And the Rams, I mean, if it wasn't I, – I, I was staring at – Two three and oh weeks the past two weeks, and the Rams fucked me both times. I bet against them Monday night with the Bucks. Rams play like they come out and look great. And then last week I was two and oh heading into Rams Niners. I had the Rams. Goff throws out there, those two picks and fumbles. I gotta just you can't chase teams, okay? Yep. It's like how we talk about teams zigging and zagging. You can't zig and zag on teams, you can't chase them. Now, now I'm gonna come back and bet against the Rams, and Goff's gonna go out there and throw four touchdowns. It's a stay away, but I do kind of like, I do kind of like the Cardinals for some reason in that spot. Just getting three, I don't know. It's pro, it's a division game, so it's tough to handicap. So stay away. So I told myself this week I was going to take good teams. This does break one of my rules, but the Kansas City Chiefs have not covered a football game since November first. Okay, it's pre-election day after Halloween. Uh, Broncos stink. I talked about the Lions being a dead team walking. The, the Broncos are god-off. Okay, they're going to get their quarterback back. 
I mean, the Chiefs already beat this team 43-16 earlier in the year at mile high. I don't love this pick, but listen, I mean, the Chiefs should just go out there and take care of business. Mahomes is unbelievable. Fangio is going at the end of the year. KC needs to keep winning to have a shot to one seed. Pittsburgh's not losing, so they, you know, KC can't. KC really can't afford to have, get that second loss right now. <clears throat> so I think, I think KC goes out there. I think they pile up the points. Yeah, it's a division game. Yeah, maybe they only won by ten. Maybe they won by seven. Maybe they don't. You know, they kind of throw in a clunker. The Chiefs are winning the game. At some point, they're going to be up by uh, up by a couple touchdowns, and I'd rather have the Chiefs than the Broncos. So give me KC minus fourteen. Pick number three. Yeah, I actually considered Denver only because I figured they'd be a little pissed off coming off last week. All those, all the guys that were not allowed to play were are actually healthy. Uh, the NFL kind of took advantage of them because they're the fucking Broncos, and nobody gives a shit about the Broncos. Yeah. Like, yeah, just fucking play whoever you got, you know. Except for your coach, don't play that guy. <laughs> but I mean, what like what you said, Casey needs to keep winning. Uh, I don't. They're not gonna let their guard down to a team that they should beat handily. And when they put up points, it's in bunches. And I would, I'd be, I, I, I don't think I would touch it. I think if I, I think I would still lean Denver a little bit just because it's the biggest number on the board of the week. But like you said, they've already smoked them once before. Uh, 14 points is, is is nothing for that team. So, uh, yeah, it was my third pick, and uh, it was it was mostly because I didn't like the board at all this week, and I needed a third pick. So there you go. That yeah. was uh, it was it was tough finding three this week. Yeah, yeah. Miami 11 and a half point favorite hosting Cincinnati was tough. Seattle, I mean the Giants in Seattle, like Seattle showing that game by 10 without Jones, but. You know, you're thinking like the scrappy Giants team now. Who knows what they can do? Uh, yeah. Philly and Green Bay, the battle of the two quarterbacks I trust the least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. The Eagles are just – I mean, that was a miracle cover on Monday night with that Hail Mary. So, you know, so another stupid. Richard Rodgers Hail Mary. So stupid. Um, luckily, luckily, I got it at a lower number, though. I got it at, uh, at a higher number. Yeah. Five, I think, yeah. Five and a half or something, so – I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it, for me it's Green Bay or nothing, but I don't, yeah. I don't trust – I don't know. I don't trust Green Bay in that spot. Plus, eventually I think Hurts is going to take over, and I feel like he's going to eventually, when he comes in, give them a spark. Yeah. To me, it's a stay away. I could see Packers winning that game by seven. It's a stay away for me. That's, that's like every – a lot of games this week I'm looking at, and they're stay away. It's like Seattle, like you were saying, Giant, I feel like that's a stay away because Seattle throws in clunkers here and there. It could be a little bit closer. Um, Green Bay. We didn't even touch on the the Monday night and Tuesday night, Tuesday evening. Oh no, is it Tuesday night? There's two games. Eight oh five here. I thought it was a five o'clock start. There's two games on Monday and a game on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, it's Tuesday night. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually, I, I I don't know where to go in any of these games. Baltimore. How could you? How could you handicap a Baltimore game right now? You got to know who's you know who the hell's going to play. I don't have a line on that anyway, but yeah, who the hell's going to play? I see it at seven and a half, and a half I mean, right this, now. This could be a gift for Dallas. Although yesterday, Baltimore, I didn't watch much of that game, uh, but Baltimore played okay considering the you know RG three played okay considering everything, but it was a low scoring, sloppy type yeah. game. Uh, and I don't even know if RG three is healthy. It might be Trace McSorley. <laughs> it might be Lamar. Like that's yeah, so yeah, I, I can't Jackson even give you. Yeah. I can't even give you an educated guess on that one. Washington Pittsburgh. I, it's your, it's I, almost, I lean a little. Baltimore. 
Go ahead. What'd I was saying it's your own fucking fault, Baltimore. Yeah. Nobody to blame but yourself. Sorry. Um, well, I actually lean slightly lean towards Washington getting nine against Pittsburgh. I, I like nine. Yeah, I like Washington's defense. I think they could keep them in the game. I just uh, – I, I don't know. Pittsburgh – I worry about Alex Smith against that defense, although I will yeah. say Steelers losing Bud Dupree yesterday, mm-hmm. huge loss, huge. I mean, that guy's a fucking beat. He's probably their best defensive player. I know Watt is great and Fitzpatrick and uh, Joe Hayden. Like, they have, they have a ton of uh, beasts on that defense. Yeah. But Dupree just – Dupree's the one who almost murdered Matt Moore in that playoff game a few, few years ago. Oh, yeah. Dupree's incredible, and I saw it happen in real time. And he was—he had a clear shot at McSorley, like came unrushed, and he just stopped. And I was like, "What, what the fuck?" Like, you know, he came off the field. I was like, "Oh, torn ACL. It makes sense. Just stopped it. It's non-contact injury." Mm-hmm. Um, so that—that that could be something to look at down the stretch with Pittsburgh losing him. So I like, kind of like Washington. Then what's his injury? Is he out for the season? Yeah, torn ACL. Oh, that's oh, they're saying that's what's, okay. Yeah. Yeah, big one, and then. The original, originally scheduled program, Buffalo, San Francisco. <laughs> uh, I'll be rooting hard for San Fran. I, we need, I need the Dolphins to get even with the Bills. I don't know. It, it's down to a pick em right now, and it opened at Buffalo two and a half. So, and, and the money's on Buffalo, which tells me – it tells me the bet is San Fran. I just uh, – I don't know. I, I feel like Buffalo's D is starting to turn a corner, and it's, like, it's asking a lot of the Niners to – they're going to Arizona to play. It's like, I don't know. All these games are so hard. I, I don't really like any of them. So, I mean, flip a coin on any of them. I don't know. People flip on San Fran so quick. As, as soon as they show any signs of life, people love yeah. San Francisco. They yeah, want them exactly. to be so I don't, I don't want to jump on them too quickly. I still think Buffalo's a better team. So. Yeah. But the line movement is telling me San Fran. It's just my eye, my eyes. What I've seen is, is still saying Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you have it. There's your picks. Let's see. Uh, I had uh, Indy, three and a, three and a half, uh, favored by three and a half at Houston, Jacksonville, ten and a half point underdogs at Minnesota, and Tennessee six point favorites hosting Cleveland. You're in an AFC South kind of mood. I guess. Yeah. Yes, I am. I got New Orleans minus three, New England minus one, KC minus fourteen. Oof! All three. First time I've gone all three favorites. I think so. Three favorites this week. Stay hot, man. I got to pump those numbers up. I'm trying. I'm trying to That's make it. it respectable. There's, there's your, uh, there's your recap. And I uh, listened to a little bit just to wrap it up here. I listened to a little bit of our, a couple old shows today, uh-huh. uh, just to kind of. I wanted to look back to the beginning of COVID. I listened to that show where we started hearing. I didn't get to that part where we started hearing like all the announcements. Rudy Gobert, yeah. Ship being canceled and NBA canceling and NCAA tournament getting canceled. And I didn't get that far in it, but at some point, or this is March twelfth, two thousand twenty. You said you said you were sounding really down and out in this. Oh, uh, I was. And you just said, "Look, they better not cancel any games." <laughs> <laughs> they they canceled every game for five six months. Yeah, starting that night, immediately after you said that, they started canceling. Yeah, I'm probably I probably said I was never going to wear a mask too, like fifteen times in the podcast. I didn't hear that. I, I didn't. <laughs> There was no, there was no real. I mean, we were pretty open about just not knowing anything. We kind of, when we talked about COVID, it was like what well, we hoped, but we were very open about not knowing a thing about what was going on. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. 
So, all right, well, there's your wrap-up. Uh, there's your look ahead for the weekend football. We'll be back here on Monday with more Sunday Pour. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, we'll see you guys next uh, Monday. Check in for some Monday night football after Washington Pittsburgh. We'll guide you through Buffalo San Fran. Uh, so that's to look forward to and uh, keep it going until Christmas. So uh, stay tuned and thanks for listening. Did you happen to listen to the end of last week's pick show? Like the very end of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I got those like music beds for like 99 cents. Uh-huh. And I just I bought the wrong one. I, didn't, I, I thought that the Raiders one was just the, uh, the musical audio. Yeah. I didn't realize it was the whole poem. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, okay. still pretty fucking cool to have. But. Yeah. Of course. So we'll see how this one uh, comes out. It is a gross week. This might be a week where I just watch the Giants, and then I'll see. I'll see it for the primetime games on Sunday and Monday. Like, I don't know. It was four. Like, the Giants. I'm always in for four o'clocks. Arizona, eh? Philly, Green Bay, New England. Like I guess we're all on TV. The four o'clocks too. Yeah, you could. You, I could. I could probably. T- it's gonna be raining and shit. So you could probably talk me into New England and the Chargers. It's gonna That's be four shit. o'clock too, though. You know, what I'm saying. Like I, I was saying, I would probably tune out for the four o'clocks and rejoin for the primetime games after the Giants. Like, you, like this might be one of those weekends where just ugly football at four. But uh, it's like it's gonna be a rainy day. I'll be inside anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no, there's no place to go anyway. Nah. All right. Well, good shit, Ant. No, uh, it's thing. not a great slate. Yeah. No, I'm looking. <laughs> no. Titans. No. Titans Browns has the headliner for one o'clock. Start, uh, start writing some ideas for the SantaCon. I'm in. Yeah. It's you, we can, some, some fucked up shit's going to happen. We can sell that movie just on that fucking stupid name alone, by the way. The Santa Con, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like, oh, of course, yeah. It makes all, it makes perfect, it makes perfect sense. Still, your heads will be <laughs> creaming themselves for that. Yep. All right. Cool. I will. Uh, I'll start writing that, and I'll get this shit out there. All right. All right. I'll perfect. talk to you later. Right? I see it later.